This is KCLR's Bottom Line with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice. www.onf.ie um, on the 4th of February it was announced that David Walsh that well-known entrepreneur uh, who burst on the national business scene with Netwatch uh, has received the inaugural Nas- National Enterprise Award Outstanding Achievement Award and that was given at the uh, National Enterprise Awards recently and I'm delighted to say that David is joining me on the line Good morning David Good morning, John. How are you this morning? And congratulations on that award. Um, you know, I, I said you burst on the scene with Net, Netwatch. Uh, you stepped aside as chief executive. Uh, you're still a director, of course, and very involved yeah. in that business. But you've launched a new business. But lovely to receive an award like that. Oh, look, it's fantastic. Uh, any national award that you win is, is important. But this one was, was a, <clears throat> a big surprise. So I'm delighted to accept it on behalf of all the great people that I've worked with over the years and as you know John building a business and uh, and driving change is a team sport that it requires you uh, to be surrounded by great people and great family and I'd like to accept it on behalf of my family because they made huge sacrifices over the years in relation to as we grew Netwatch and I think back on it now and when I was receiving the award particularly my wife Beatrice when we started Netwatch we had three children under the age of four and then when they became teenagers I was spending three weeks a month in the, in the United States. So she did all the heavy lifting in terms of the early days and those difficult teenage years as well. So, look, it was great to accept them. And as well as that, I've, I've been saying to the business community and business owners for many, many years to enter uh, 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 business awards because I think they're a fantastic way for businesses to strategically position their, uh, their companies and their messaging. <clears throat> and as well as that, it, it's, an, it's an eye-opener to the main stakeholders in terms of staff, in terms of customers, and indeed, I found myself over the years that being involved in awards was hugely influential in terms of funding. And the financial institutions are very aware of these business awards. Many of them are sponsors. So, and they want to back winners. And I think even going back to these awards, it was fantastic to see the Carlo Company, Irish Fuels Controls, uh, Killian Oil Company win the South East region, which was another win for Carlo. Yeah, fantastic. And, and they're a great networking opportunity as well because you, you meet a lot of people and I know you were the Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year uh, award winner some years ago as well, but they, they do keep up an alumni programme and you get to meet people and I had the, the great pre- pleasure of going to that with Lily Holmes um, a couple of years yeah. ago um, from Burnside and I was really impressed with the, the obvious networks that are developed through that. Well, it's a huge network and there are I think it's 550 of us at this point in time who've been through that particular program that you're referring to, uh, the, the Ernst & Ernst Player of the Year. Uh, and it's just like even just one simple example, John, when we went to the States uh, with Netwatch, I spoke to a guy called uh, Fergal Broder, what a great company out of Sligo called Lotus, and I explained what we were doing and what we were thinking of doing. They said, whoa, 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 just back up. He said, we've offices in Boston. Use our offices in Boston for the first six months, for the first year. Get your feet on the ground. We know all the professional services in terms of legal firms, accountancy firms that, that won't take advantage of it. They're Irish, they're Irish friendly. And indeed, our very first customer that we ever got in the United States was a customer of his. And that customer, 10, 15 years later, is still one of our customers. I think they've probably given us revenues in, the, in, in excess of 5 million over the last 10 years. Wow. You know, and that's just a very simple example. So, And that comes uh, through networking and that came from entering a business award. Correct. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when you announced you were stepping aside as chief executive, but still retaining your interest in Netwatch uh, and and staying on as a director, I kind of thought that you wouldn't be vanishing out to look after your roses and so on. And I was right. (laughs) You have another business venture. Tell us about that. Halo Healthcare. Well, so I stepped down as CEO in January 2020. And the plan was to take time off. It was never going to take a lot of time off, but take a year off with Beatrice and the kids, and even with Beatrice to the world. And then obviously COVID broke out, uh, and that changed everything in, in the personal basis, but also the business context. Uh, and we saw firsthand the real negative impact that COVID had on the most vulnerable, which is the elderly population, and particularly those living in residential settings, be that in hospitals or be it in nursing homes. And at the time, I remember uh, March 2020, the Taoiseach, then Taoiseach, uh, Leo Varadkar, had, had called out to the business community to come up with some innovative ways to uh, beat the pandemic. And we just felt, myself and I, Kelly, we just felt that we had to do something and we knew that technology could play a role in this paradigm shift that's happening and everybody, every health commentator across the globe, John, is talking about this need of this shift from care in residential settings to care in the community, care in their own homes. Hospital in the home is becoming the, the term. But So we felt that technology had a role to play there and so we started Halo Care. And what Halo Care does, we, we put very, very intelligent devices into a home. And a, they're not wearable devices. And most of your listeners will probably be familiar with the traditional wearable devices that, that an elderly person might wear pendant around their neck or <coughs> a bracelet <coughs> sorry, on their, on their wrist. <coughs> and, uh, and if something happens, you're hoping that they can press a button. Whereas ours is completely wireless, it's completely contactless. So we fit a device to the wall in a particular room, let's say it's a sitting room, they, we get to the device. There's no cameras. That's critically important, John. So the dignity and privacy is protected. Mm. The device learns the scene of the elderly person in the home, and it's there to support them. And it, it reports back, reports back outliers to ourselves. If somebody is taking less steps than normal, if somebody is stumbling more than they used to, <clears throat> if somebody's staying in their chair more than used to, but if there's an extreme outlier where somebody needs help themselves, the system, our system is voice activated for starters. So somebody rather than trying to pull a card or press a button, they can call out for help. The device recognises the, the, the code for help and sends an alert straight through to our care hub. Alternatively, or if somebody actually falls, they don't get a, don't get a chance to call out for help. Yeah. The, the device recognises it and again sends the, the information through to our care hub and then we have nurses and clinically trained staff in our new offices. Well, they're all working from home now, but in new offices in Carlow. And the whole thing is to be able to support the elderly person. What's really exciting from our perspective is that we surveyed over a thousand people over 75 years of age and asked them the question, a number of questions but one of the questions was do they like wearing devices and the, the absolute answer, 9 out of 10 people do not want to wear a device around their ankle or their wrist or their, around their neck because they tend to forget them take them off for a shower and forget it so with our technology the elderly person can live in normal life in their home, we're not monitoring them we're supporting them and when there's a real need for support, when there's a fall or assistance required, we're their life. Yeah, and a beautifully simple idea, uh, in the same way as Netwatch has. I remember you telling me about your aha moment with the Netwatch, you yeah. know, with the the whole idea. When was the aha moment with, with this? And, and did it take you long to get the show on the road, so to speak? Well, it's funny. So last December, sorry, December 19, uh, with Netwatch at the time, we uh, attended the Family Carers, Awards in Dublin. 
extraordinary awards that recognise and salute great people in our community that volunteer and take care of a, a loved one. Is that somebody with disabilities or be an elderly person or somebody with chronic illnesses or whatever happens to be the case. Uh, and as myself and I tell you, we're driving home from Dublin at, after that event. We were thinking essentially, well, surely technology has a role to play in giving some respite to those carers who do incredible work and give independence to the, the person that's being cared for. Uh, so we, we had this deed in our mind. And as I said, we were going to, we had agreed to do it. But we decided that we were going to leave it go for 12 months mm. and take, take that break we're talking about. And then yeah, do the roses. COVID changed everything. And, and, it, and it changed everything in a dramatic way. We, we understand now in terms of Zoom and team calls. And, and even this guy, I know you're, you're out of the office yourself. And mm. I'm, 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 I'm at home here myself. So it changed that, but it also changed the medical world and the, and the acceptance of technology in digital health and in that role in terms of keeping people in their own home. Because we know this for certain, and COVID again has proved it, outcomes are far, far better for elderly people when they're in their own home, an environment that they've lived in and trusted for 50, 60, 70 years in some cases. And uh, so, uh, so the more we can do, and we're not, we're not the panacea for everything, but I think we can play a huge role in that ecosystem. Yeah, and it's interesting, you know, that it, that the the idea came out of you going to uh, an awards um, thing once yeah. again, kind of uh, highlighting the benefits of of taking part and having some time for chewing over ideas. How's it going for you now, uh, David? Like it, it, we, you're a year ahead of schedule. We're here, yeah, so we started building the technology last June, from say May June onwards. So we have all the technology built, the software we built. We have our care hub that we opened in December, which is empty now because of COVID. But look, we, that's a small problem. We'll be back into it when restriction, uh, level five restrictions are abated. But, uh, and, and so we just launched, externally launched, in uh, eight weeks ago, nine weeks ago in November, right? And the, the response has just been breathtaking, far exceeding expectations. So we're getting inquiries from private clients themselves, either the individual themselves, the elderly, the senior person, or indeed their circle of care, which is of the daughter or sons or whoever. But we're also getting huge interest from the professional home care companies who do an extraordinary job mm. uh, in terms of home care. Now, in most of 95% of their business comes through the HSE, which is HSE sponsored. It's usually an hour or two hours per day if somebody's lucky. And then there's 22 hours a day when the individual, the, the, the senior person is on their own in their home. Mm. And, and, and that's where, where we fit in and the, and the home care companies see the technology not as a competitor, which is not, but as a complementary service to what they're doing. And a, and a holistic service because we can be there for the 22 hours when the care is done yeah. and making sure that the elderly person is supported at all times. Yeah, speaking of care, self-care is very important and I just want to finally ask you, um, don't have much time, but like, can you give us a few keys to how you keep your resilience going in such tough, tough times? Like, you know, it is challenging. Like you said, your, your building project is, is stalled. How do you keep positive in, in these tough times, well, David? I think it comes from <laughs> I'm often asked whether it's our nature or our nurture that yeah. decides how we turn out in life. But I, I think it's a combination of the two. You know, but, but certainly it is challenging time, but we can't give up. There's no upside in giving up, if you like. This will pass. Yeah. I remember 2008 very, very clearly in relation to the big recession that was there at the time. Uh, and uh, and we, got, we got through that. But we, we should remember this and take solace from the fact that this is the same for our competitors. Nobody has a competitive advantage. Indeed, some of our competitors might disappear after market because of this, leaving, leaving a bigger and greater opportunity. But I think what, what's critically important at a personal level and a business level is not to get involved in the blame game. Don't make excuses. It's the same for everybody because when we, ask, when we start blaming our competitors, we blame COVID, we blame the recession, we blame the banks, 
we start empowering those forces to control the things that we do, to control our strategy, our thinking and our actions. And we can't allow that to happen. So now is the time to surround ourselves with positive people and, and visualise what the new future will be because there's no doubt about it, John. There are positive signs out there. The vaccination programme has started. The, the, the numbers, the people who are getting sick is falling. Level 5 will lift at some stage. And from my perspective, from an economic perspective, I do genuinely believe that there's going to be a bounce. The amount of money that in savings at the moment because people can't spend for the last 12 months has never been higher in the history of the state. Yeah. Uh, so Fantastic. Pent-up pent demand, I think, I think that there will be a big bounce. So my advice to everybody is hang in there. It will pass and, and, and good days will come again. David, that's a great note to finish and congratulations on all your achievements and best of luck with Halo Healthcare. Thanks, John. Okay, good morning. That's uh, David Walsh uh, of Halo Healthcare and also of Netwatch in Carlow. Really positive message there. The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, offering a broad range of business and advisory services to businesses large and small across the southeast.